This is 51st Dates, and I'm your host, Jolie Moore. They say that hindsight is 2020. I decided to find out if that's true. Every week, I'm going to read a chapter from my memoir, 51st Dates, then give you the backstory and commentary on what really went down. It's been two whole years since I went on these dates, and I'll be experiencing them along with you as I read. We'll find out together if my future self learned anything. I don't know if I have anything figured out, but at least we'll share some laughs along the way. Dating in Southern California is nothing if not entertaining. Ready? Strap in. Let's go. Welcome to episode 48 of 51st Dates. I'm your host, Jolie Moore. How are you? It is late in the year. I'm watching the weeks like flip by. It's crazy because we're going to be in 2022 in a minute and all of this will be history. So um, I've been thinking about a lot, um, but one of the things I think that I really am sort of reckoning with is words versus actions. So I am a word person. I can super be easily swayed um, by guys who (laughs) have pretty words. But what Uh, that has come up against is the word action mismatch. Um, In this book, I'm trying to think, um, classic car guy was great. You know, let's, let's, let's do things. Let's be together. You're great. You're lovely. Um, But then he didn't show up and it, it continues. And I'm really like sort of reckoning that I was talking to a friend yesterday and she was like, what do you think, you know, of dating now? And all I was thinking is that I really understand taking time and I understand just, just spending that time with people. And if they can't make time, then they're not my person. If they just want to talk about spending time with me, but don't do it, they're not my person. And if when spending time with me, they can't, (laughs) they can't speak, then also, not my person. And it's been really hard because I'm so looking for that. You know, I think maybe looking for the words is part of the attention seeking part. Like, because when they're, when they're using the great words, you're so pretty, you're so great. Um, it, it fills whatever that hole is. Um, but getting the actions behind it has always been a struggle it's, it's, it's the bizarrest thing. I, I, I don't sort of get it. Like I cannot imagine spending my time trying to flatter some guy and then, you know, pulling the rug out from under him when he asks to spend time together. But that's how it's been for me for years. And it doesn't, it no longer, it no longer works. It no longer works. What I'm really looking for is somebody who is willing to spend that time. And, you know, I was talking to a friend and she was like, ask me about some guy. And I was like, you know what? They all really like me up front. You know, they're like, oh, look, she's pretty and she's funny and whatever. Up front, apparently I appear to be the total package. But after they talk to me for a while, because I don't know, because I'm opinionated, because I talk a lot, because I, I don't know. Um, I, they get, I get old very quickly. <laughs> like, you know, they're like, oh, 
I didn't want all that, you know, <laughs> they sort of wanted the surface, but not what came underneath it. And it's really interesting that I guess they just want the surface. You know, I don't know, like one of the guys um, I dated after this book was just like, I think he just wanted to like take me out. And he was like, he wanted to hold my hand when we were walking around and like, be like, well, isn't it amazing that people are seeing us as a couple? And I'm like, I don't care about these people out here at the beach that I don't know. What I'm more interested in is the conversations that we have and the time we spend together and um, core values, um, one of which is honesty, which he didn't have. But which, of course, I didn't know because he was lying. (laughs) Whatever. And I you know, now really think that that is important, that guy who's willing to go below the surface. And even in my marriage, it's so interesting. Like my, my ex was not interested in it. He just wanted, he had this perception. He was like, well, if I buy you this luxury car and you have these purses or whatever and clothes and you go out and tell people that you don't have to work, like that was what was important to him that I'd be this lady of leisure. He's like, well, why don't you do lunch? And, you know, he sort of wanted me not like to sort of have like, like the social media lifestyle. So he could say that he was this hardworking guy supporting me. Obviously, by the time we got divorced, that, that changed. He was like, I can't support your lifestyle. Um, but, you know, and I was like, well, I don't want to be that person. I want to be sitting at home in a corner, like, you know, typing out these books. And it was always super incongruous for him. Um, But it was the same when I was in graduate school, the same when I was in college. It's like they just wanted me like on their arm or the idea of me. That's what it is. They always liked the idea of me, but the real me wasn't what they wanted. It was always, I was always too much. Um, You know, one guy recently said to me, I just take up all the air in the room. And I thought, okay, I do. But he was speaking, oh my God, he was... We were talking about some topic, and he was giving me, like, I call it, like, the Apple News headline. And I was like, but have you ever, like, read about this, talked to anybody about this, or whatever? And he hadn't. And I was like, wow, that's, like, such a superficial understanding. I, if I don't know something about something, I would never, like, got spouting opinions about it. I'd be like, don't know anything about that sorry, or tell me about it, but I'm not going to like run into a conversation having opinions when I really literally know nothing about it. But he was that type of guy. And when I came at him, I was like, well, you know, let me send you these three articles. I'm horrible. And, you know, maybe you should like check out this book about the topic and then we can talk about it. And I remember once I sent him something, I think from the Atlantic or I think it was Atlantic. And I was like, did you read it? And he was like, the article said it took 18 minutes. And I was like, you got nothing else to do all day. You know, you're stalking me on social media. Like whenever I would be on social media, he'd be like DMing me. He was like, I just saw you post on Instagram. I just saw you post on Facebook. You know, I just saw you do X. And I'm like, well, you got 18 minutes. Why can't you read this article? But he didn't want the depth. He just wanted the you know, well, why don't you come over and, you know, then we can tell these people that we're dating. <laughs> you know, we can meet these people as as a couple. You know, I want you to be my partner, you know, and I just want to go out and sit at these dinners and have you by my side. But he wanted the 
the shell of me, but not the core of me. And that's been, (laughs) that's been a thing. And I'm a little bit over it. Like I just want people to want the whole package. I'm not saying it's for everyone, but there's gotta be somewhere, someone out there for whom it is enough. Chapter 48, The Sad Holidays, December 20. I've never been a person who was sad during the holiday season. For now, I am that person. I don't know if it's the holidays or time without my son or the silence for Thunderbolt, but I've done nothing but cry for the last five days. I cried when I woke up each morning, shutting myself in the kitchen so my nine-year-old son didn't hear my sobs. I cried after I dropped my son off at school. Blasting Blasting music in my car did nothing to drown out my thoughts or feelings. I cried when I tried to eat or write. I cried in the shower. I told my therapist that I wanted the sadness to end. For years, I stuffed my feelings. I applied copious amounts of food when I got fat. I applied copious amounts of exercise and a super restrictive diet that took all my time to manage, leaving no time to feel my feelings. I applied alcohol, but feared that second drink, having grown up with an alcoholic, so that never took hold. I applied shopping until my closet was full to bursting with clothes, shoes, and purses. I've stopped doing it all. The divorce diet of no appetite has made me slim again. I don't get excited about buying purses, shoes, or clothes. They all seem superfluous. Plus, I still don't have the space in my closet. I don't want alcohol. I can't think of anything that will make me feel better. Supposedly, this will pass, but it feels like I'm drowning in my own tears. Two years ago, I bought five stacking rings in silver, rose, and yellow gold. Etched in them is the Maya Angelou quote, when people show you who they are, believe them the first time. I got these rings because the one mistake I continue to make over and over again is wanting to believe people are different than what they tell me they are. Why all this introspection? Because I've been all over the map about Thunderbolt, but our situationship is ending just as I thought it would. After I sent that text, I got radio silence. Please stop me if you know how this is going to turn out, because it took me a good week to figure it out. He texted when he landed. Thunderbolt, just back from New York City. Glad to be home. Me, glad to have you back in town. I didn't say anything more. I was arranging a playdate for my son, baking with him and his friends, helping him with the second book report of the year, watching his school's holiday concert. In other words, I was doing my mom thing. But I dropped my kid off on Friday for the weekends, so I sent this text on Thursday. How's your Friday looking? Are you free tomorrow? And you know what? My texts have been delivered. Thank you, iMessage delivery notification. He hasn't read a single one since he landed. Thank you, iMessage. Read receipts. I know that silence means, at least to me. I remember it from six months ago with Classic Car Guy. I know that we're not supposed to tell ourselves stories about the actions other people take. What they do is only supposed to be information. But it's not about us. It's about them. But I have to fill in those blanks, that silence, with something. He said he was waiting for the perfect woman who would cause a thunderbolt to course through him. That's the information I had. I thought I could be that person. That's a leap I probably shouldn't have taken. He said in more more than one way, more than one time, that he didn't want a relationship. I talked myself into a belief that I could have a relationship with someone who's emotionally unavailable. That was my conclusion. Again. Dear Universe, I got the message. I won't do this a third or fourth or maybe even a sixth time. I will get it together in the next year, the next decade that will come in just 11 days. 
On Oprah's Super Soul Conversations podcast this week, she featured Houston pastor Joel Osteen. He said, what follows I am will always come looking for you. This year I've said about myself, I am unworthy. I am undeserving. I am a woman who accepts crumbs. I am an abuse victim. I'm never going to get divorced because my ex won't let me go. I am too old for love. I'm too much for a good man. And all of those things have come to pass. For 2020, I am a new person. I am a great storyteller. I am the best mother I can be. I am a survivor. I am worthy. I am loved. I wish I could say that's stuck. That took that took a minute. I um I did at the end. I remember sitting here in the same spot where I'm sitting now, actually sitting in the dining room, sort of really coming to a reckoning um, at the end of 2019 that all that I had done was was not a reflection of who I was. I was just sitting around waiting for like scraps of attention from men and they couldn't even provide that. And my plan was obviously to go into 2020 Um, with a completely different mindset and part of me did and part of me didn't but I'm there now like you know I'm not dating because I've yet to find that guy who thinks that I'm worth it and I'm actually I'm not looking per se um, beyond you know leaving my house and doing all the activities I do with a mask on but I hold firm to that um I, I get up and write every day because I do believe that I'm a great storyteller. I am working diligently to be the most emotionally available and best mom I can be. And all the stuff for myself, that's a little bit harder. But I think I'm getting there. It, I do still feel too old. Like, I just can't believe I squandered, like, 20 plus years with somebody who didn't love me. It's crazy when you think about it, like how time passes so quickly. I mean, if I knew at the time I did it, it wasn't good. I knew like three years in, it wasn't good. Seven years in, wasn't good. 10 years in, it wasn't good. 13 years in that I had a kid. But it was just like, I, I didn't have the wherewithal to trust myself to get out. And that's actually the hardest part, I think. I think the hardest part of all of this is trusting myself because while I think I have like a good head on my shoulders, I'm the person who made all those mistakes. And so I spend so much time trying not to make the same mistakes again. And sometimes it's simply paralyzing to try to like control and manipulate the future so that it doesn't reflect the past and I know you know when we know better we do better yada yada um and I think I know better and I'm really 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 working on the do better part we'll see it's coming up to the end of another year um this holiday I'm vowing not to be sad I'm gonna get on a plane despite whatever COVID variant And I'm really going to try to like just flat out enjoy myself during the holiday season and come back to L.A. um, 
at the beginning of well, January with a completely different mindset. I'm just going to spend a couple, two and a half weeks, like, in in my happy space in this other country, just clearing it out and hoping that I will be wiser and smarter and better going forward. I'm Jolie Moore, and this has been 51st Dates, the podcast. If you enjoyed listening, I hope you'll share, rate, and review it on Apple Podcasts. It will help others find the craziness that is dating in Southern California. Also, please hit the subscribe button on your podcast app. If you'd like to read ahead, my memoir, 51st Dates, is available wherever books are sold. A link is always included in the show notes. I'm also a romance writer. If you want to know more about my books, please visit joliemore.com for more information. You can also follow me on Instagram at xojoliemore and on all social media at the same handle, xojoliemore. Thanks for listening, and I'll be in your ears next week.